Welcome to Gen Z Girlies, the podcast designed specifically for Gen Z women and non-binary folk. This is the place where you can grow your confidence and learn about how to build careers and lives that you'll love. Here you can join a community where we sit down with other Gen Zers who are leveraging their interests and talents to make waves. I'm Maddie Baldwin, your host, your biggest supporter, and your advocate that whatever you can dream, you can do. And this, this is Gen Z Girlies. Hey, Gen Z Girlies. Welcome to the Gen Z Girlies podcast. Um, I am so excited that you are here today and we have an amazing guest that I'm really excited just to hear about her story and what she's doing in life. Um, but if you've been on the podcast before, you know that I usually just like to kind of let my guests just take it from here and kind of introduce themselves. So guest, if you kind of want to tell us your name and then maybe what is it you do and uh, what, like, what does that mean exactly what you do? Yes. Um, what I, what I do personally. Yeah. Yeah. Tell, uh, yeah. Just um, kind of both of it. Like what's your role? And then also in general, what is it that you're, where are you working? Yeah. So I'm the founder of uh, Alinea Invest. And what we do is we have an investing app for Gen Zs. Uh, we help young women, minorities kind of get started with investing. We teach them how to invest. We automate their investments for them and we personalize their investing experience. And so I founded this company out of college classroom in uh, 2018, and it's just been a, a roller coaster ever since. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And I mean, as someone who uses Alinea, I think it's been so fun for me to kind of to get to chat with you a little bit about it because it's been um, a favorite app of mine since I started using it. But I would love to know just a little bit about how, how did you get started? Like what what was your inspiration for starting this company? Yeah. Yeah. So so it started um, in a college classroom. My co-founder that I met in college is called Anam Lakhani. Uh, we both were studying economics together. We both interned on Wall Street and our senior year, we both took an entrepreneurship class. That's when we realized that we wanted to work on something together uh, to start off with. And then when we sat down and really looked at all the problems around us, we found that the number one problem that we were facing as well as we had made some money in training. We had no idea how to invest. Investing was something that guys and finance bros always talked about, but not, not nothing that the girlies would ever talk about. And so when we looked at all the investing apps out there, they all felt like 99% of them are designed and built by men. And so they feel very much like they're not for everyone and that a certain demographic is being left behind. So that's, that's how it started. We started with putting together a hundred business page proposal in class. We put a deck together. Um, we started going through accelerator programs, started hosting the big events. We had a huge event with 26 female speakers at Columbia right before we graduated and over 500 people bought tickets. Um, that's when we knew there was something there. And after we went on to our full-time jobs, we still kept working on Alinea behind the scenes for two years before jumping on it full-time. Yeah, no, I think that's a really cool story. And I, I kind of love what you were saying about how um, it's kind of there for the people that they felt like there was some people being left behind, like a demographic being left behind. So I love that that's kind of where Alenia comes in and um, takes that spot as well. And if if I'm correct, I think you were saying accelerators, you went through Y Combinator, is that correct? Yes, but before Y Combinator, we went 
through an IBM accelerator program that was tied okay. to Columbia University, and we went to we went through Columbia University's accelerator program as well. Okay, yeah, very, well, like what what was that experience like? Because I know I think especially with people who are interested in entrepreneurship, I work a little bit in entrepreneurship in the ecosystem out here in Dublin as well. But um, for you, what was that exper- like experience of getting to do those two accelerators? So nothing compared to Y Combinator. Uh, YC was really a, a unique experience and stuff, in, in com- like uncomparable to those uh, previous accelerator mm. programs. Uh, I think YC is definitely the best accelerator program in the country. It's a really intensive three months um, program where you're constantly meeting with founders who have had really successful exits or who have taken their companies public. So you're learning from their mistakes and, and what's worked and what hasn't worked. You learn how to build and launch a product. You learn how to get your first 1,000 customers. You learn how to get mm. all the 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 registrations you need in order to, to operate your business and you get to work and, and build in an ecosystem with other incredible founders. So you're, you're, yeah, you're, it's a, it's a race to launch a product, to raise your, your seed round of funding and also to, um, to grow your business, to take it from zero to one. Yeah. And I guess, I, I mean, personally as well, so I'm currently doing a pre-accelerator program, so it's always exciting for me to hear about people who are doing accelerators and kind of what that process is and kind of what I hear even from my own network as well, but I think just in general is, I think the main question I hear just around starting startups and building companies is, what is like raising funding look like and how did you do that? Like, what was that process like for you? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's never easy to raise funding. It's uh, no matter who you are and what you do, it's never an easy process. But we, we were fortunate enough to go through Y Combinator where you're no longer really looking for investors. Investors come to you for the first time right. um, in your startup career. And so we, we were able to basically we gave ourselves this deadline of we have this is our goal. We want to raise two million dollars at this valuation. Um, we want to do this in three weeks mm-hmm. so we don't get distracted on building products. So whenever I got on any fundraising calls, it was always like, oh, we've raised 1 million of the 2 million or we're at 1.5 million of the 2 million and the round is closing in a few days. A lot of investing is um, is just building up traction and, and mm-hmm. trying to close around as fast as possible. Because the more you delay it, the longer investors have to, to think and, and investing is a quick game. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, I really love what you were saying about how it's it's really connected to building traction because I think that is so true. And I think it gives a little bit more of a concrete step to what funding looks like. I, um, at least yeah. even in my experience, when funding is usually kind of discussed, it's very theoretical. It's very, here's what you could do. But I think having like that, those concrete steps of, okay, you need to like actually go out and get this traction in order to do that, I think is a great first step for sure. And kind of staying on the topic of money and like what that looks like, I would love to hear, especially for someone who is working now in investing and how that kind of all has come together. What would you say your top tip for investing for Gen Z is? How, how do you get started? What would your tips be there? Um, it's just to, to really, our, our big mission at Alinea is to help you understand you by Gen Z. Um, I mean, understand that you need to be putting in a certain amount every month into the stock market to grow your wealth and retire a millionaire you uh for it to compound as well so there's a concept called dollar cost averaging when you're investing and it's about 
consistently investing a certain amount so you're trying you're spending time in the market instead of timing the market and that's our whole that, I mean investing isn't sexy it's not supposed to be sexy the right way to invest is just by doing things the right way and so that's what we're trying to teach people because no one learns about financial education in school there's no financial literacy courses um and so we, when you get on the Alenia app, you're really pushed into setting up a recurring investment into your personalized portfolio on a monthly basis or weekly basis or daily basis, whatever is comfortable for you, so that you can compound your wealth and and start as young as possible. Really, mm. like the moment you turn 18, you should, even if it's $5 a month, even if it's $20 a month, you just put some money to the side that you can compound and you'll, you'll really see the, 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 the wealth grow faster. Yeah, I, th I think those are those are great tips. And I think a great starting point is, yeah, just jumping in there. So I, yeah, totally. That's what I've tried to do. And so I think that um, using Alinea has really helped with that, which has been super exciting. Um, so I know that, so in your position, you are co-founder and co-CEO, is that, that's right? Yes. yes. Okay, so I know that the co-founder is a very common role, but I don't hear a lot of co-CEOs and kind of what's that, that look like? Like, what is that relationship? How does that work? I think that's a really kind of interesting way of dynamic yeah yeah so when we built a company together Anam and I we so it was like we we were meant to be co-founders we just worked really well together um we knew we wanted to build this together um we both have very different skill sets but also are very complementary and um we are seeing more and but when we started the company also we were seeing a lot of co-CEO models in fintech so from public.com to um, Titan Invest, which is another Y Combinator company, uh, and Netflix and other companies, you'll see that more and more co-CEO models right. are um, are occurring. And it's just because the C I really believe and fundamentally believe in this, that the CEO role shouldn't just be one person's responsibility. It's There's so much going on on a day-to-day -day basis, on a week-to-week -week basis, and there are so many decisions, hard decisions to make that you need that person to bounce back on. And that's why we love the co-CEO model. Yeah, I love that. And I think I think that, yeah, it's such a cool approach to it as well and kind of challenging a little bit the status quo of like what's done before. And I think that's how we, you know, we're going to kind of find change and like move forward, definitely like going forward and um, jumping a little bit from, I guess, like what you do and like what your role is, but more in your your personal life, which maybe this is kind of connected to what you do, too. But how would you define success? What does success look like to you? Um, building a product people love, and that's a, a Y Combinator quote. When we got in, it's it's a quote that they they drill down your Absolutely. head constantly. Build something people love and want, and so my my dream in life isn't to to yeah to have a huge exit or, or whatever it is. It's to really genuinely build something that is going to change people's lives for the better. Yeah, no, I I I, I love that too, and I think that even um that motto from what common it's even trickled down over here in dublin so we definitely we hear that as a lot as well so i think that's that's a great um point to stand on as well and um i know something that is also a little bit can be difficult for um just lots of gen z i think in whether they're a ceo or they're a founder whether they're a head of social kind of but is what this kind of like work-life balance looks like a little bit so what would you say like how do you do that work-life balance? How do you seek out community? Where do you find friends? What does that kind of look like for you? Yeah, I'll tell you the truth. There's no such thing as work-life balance when you're starting mm -hmm. a company. 
um, it's you're, you're working over 10, 12 hours a day usually and so um, I think it's it's something you can have if you're working at another company or if you're you're um, ready to sell your company or whatever it is but when you're in the trenches and trying to really get this thing up and running and you're less than 10 people team like you're there's no such luxury usually as work-life balance um it, being surrounded by other founders is really helpful and really great we are part of the y combinator network uh, where we meet with other founders every month and um, we have a lot of founder friends, way more than two years ago. So um, we're very fortunate for that. And that's been incredibly helpful for us to move along. Yeah, definitely. And I think that is one of our goals too here like at the Gen Z Girlies podcast is we kind of, we want to pull the curtain back a little bit, but we don't necessarily just want to sugarcoat everything. We want to actually show what the true side of things are like and um, kind of, yeah, like we don't want people to get involved in things that and realize later, oh, maybe I shouldn't have gotten into this. So I think that's a really important part too, is that sometimes you have to sacrifice some things in order to pursue your other goals. And I think that that's where priorities, you know, come in and um, which priority is more important. And sometimes that means that you have to sacrifice a little bit. Um, but I would love to know, I think within kind of uh, that, it sounds like pretty intensive work days for you and what that looks like. What are some of the things that maybe then like bring you some joy about the work that you do? What are your, some of your favorite things, some favorite moments, favorite projects you've worked on? What would those be? Um, yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't feel like work when you love what you mm. do. When you're so passionate about what you do, it doesn't feel like work. Like I, I could do 20 hours of what I do and, and it feels so fulfilling. And, uh, and, I, and I wake up every morning and I feel so excited to get to work and, um, and to continue building and working on what I do. Um, yeah. But that said, I mean, I, I mean, I finish work and I go and, and either go have dinner with friends or um, see other founders or go to networking events. It's such a like I'm so fortunate to live in New York City where you have a million things to do and um, and you're always learning and, and growing. Yeah, definitely. And I think that one thing I love to kind of um, just ask people on the podcast as well, which I think is always very interesting to hear the different answers and different perspectives that I get. But what do you think that the future of career is going to look like for Gen Z? Like, what do you think that's going to encompass? Yeah. Have you any thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, I think it's going to look very different for everyone. It's it's hard to kind of generalize it, but we're I, what I'm seeing from building for Gen Z is everyone has a million different side hustles. Everyone's doing their own thing on the side, mm-hmm. and yeah, and I think more and more people are doing what they're passionate. Um, and if it's making less money, it's okay. But it, at least they're they're doing what really drives them, um, and they're okay taking on different like 10 different side hustles, right? They're they're gonna do a million different things and, and have their ways through life and not take the corporate nine to five types of jobs. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely what I've been seeing as well. And I think that's, yeah, definitely very true. And then um, the other thing that I do, I love to ask, um, just kind of as we're wrapping up on questions and like uh, moving forward a little bit, but the one of the things I love to end with is, What's something new that you've recently become interested in? Something that maybe our audience can connect with? Something, um, yeah, something they could be interested in. And that can mean anything from a new recipe, you know, a new album. Um, yeah, what would something like that be for you? Um, that's a great 
Great question. There are so many things. Uh, <laughs> um, I've just been reading more, honestly. I've been trying to... Um, there's a new book I'm reading right now called Creativity Inc. And and I it's a, about the story of Pixar. Um, but I'm just trying to, to read more. I think it's it just brings me a lot of joy. And I used to never have time for reading, even in college. Uh, so now I'm, I'm really trying to make a habit out of it yeah no I love that I always um actually readings come up on a few episodes and so um our audience will have probably heard me I think say this before but I do always recommend um if you haven't read it yet A Gentleman in Moscow it is one of my favorite books yes it's so good it's um it's a little bit different it is it's fiction um but it um uh, is very it's like realistic historical fiction um it's a follows a man in Russia um, who is under house arrest uh, at, in a hotel. Um, and so it's kind of his whole life unfolds in this hotel. It's very, very interesting. Um, you get very into like, the nitty gritty of the, the characters and kind of their relationships. But I always recommend that book. So if you're looking for more books, that is a great one. It is a little slow, um, but it's worth it to kind of get through it. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Eve, for just coming on and being willing to share some of your thoughts and kind of dive into what you do. Is there any ways that our audience can get connected with you or Elenia or where would those places that be that they can go? Yeah, you can reach me on LinkedIn at Eve Halimi. Um, you can, uh, if you're interested in Alinea, you can go to our website, alinea-invest.com. We'll have all the information you need there um, and you can download the app. Uh, but yeah, if you want to, I'm always here to help, especially when founders want to get into Y Combinator or have questions about how to get to zero from zero to one uh just shoot me a message on linkedin and I'll, i'm more than happy to assist awesome well thank you so much eve and i always say too to the gen z girlies audience um if you've listened to another episode you know this but we are on all the platforms uh, at gen z girlies podcast and we would love to hear from you and hear any feedback or if you know someone that you think would be a great fit for the podcast you can contact us at Gen Z Girlies podcast at gmail.com and we would love to hear from you. Um, but again, thank you so much Eve, for helping us like pull back the curtain a little bit and show a little bit of what you do and your journey. I think that's been so exciting and so exciting for me to kind of even get to hear. That's my favorite part of these podcasts is just getting to have the conversation. So thanks again, Eve. Appreciate it.